before we uh, get into the summary and all this stuff, I really do want to take a second to talk about uh, the storytelling related to how the war has been playing out and the different characters surrounding it. I feel like at this point in these last three episodes, we get to get a real sense for the domino effect and how these characters are, you know, they're conflicts are starting to intertwine and everyone has their own internal struggle we see it with koza with chaka and vivi we even see what the straw hats are doing everything that happens is coming to a point and you get to see all of the okay Devin, fuck i can't ramble for fucking seven days I don't, you didn't know you wanted me to interrupt it yes! you were, you're just rambling up fuck we fucked it up already i hate what, you what is oh, this is there a bit here the bit, there was a bit, and I was waiting for there Devin to bit. chime in at any fucking time. I, you were, you just, you didn't give me a chance to fucking interject. I wasn't meant to give you a chance. I didn't know that. We went over this. It was in the fucking script. Fuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hey. Was my bit last week that bad that we had to come up with this instead? I hate it. I was going to make a joke about how it's more akin to an onion, and we were going to have a debate. Well, Devin, explain yourself. Why is the conflict like an onion? It's dead. The The joke's dumb and dead. Roll me. My fucking God. I ain't the sharpest tool in the sand. (laughs) I want to do it again. Can we we go back to the other bit? You know what's the saddest part? Is that you guys, like, you guys had like a little like a little group meeting before this whole thing started. There's no you guys here. It's just those two. It was literally us two. And I literally told them exactly how it was going to go. I literally explained it. They had like a whole conference Zoom meeting. They were like on <laughs> Skype too. It, it was like, uh, this is what we're going right, to do. Right, right. Listen, this is how it's going to go down. And it's definitely not going to fall to pieces in five seconds. <laughs> I, I I thought we had a vision, man. I thought we had a vision. I told you it wasn't very sound. I told you, you we should have it. written it down, but no, it's oh more natural. Oh my god! All right, well, <laughs> let's just let's just continue on. I'm sorry for all of our fucking listeners. You guys are just—I don't know how you fucking stand it. <laughs> you're all you're good people. Much better than us. I'm sorry, Johnny, that I did this to you. <laughs> the mighty crocodile is at it again. This scheming sandy boy is after something called Pluton, an ancient weapon capable of destroying an entire planet in one shot. <laughs> Only Luke Skywalker, er, I, I mean Vivi and the gang can stop him. Uh, <clears throat> while in full villain monologue mode, Crikey Boy keeps getting interrupted by people like Chaka and Koza, who aren't really happy about the whole civil war and being manipulated thing. When Vivi and Koza are nearly close to ending the fight, Crocodile's goons shoot Koza, like they did before, but on this occasion, four times right in the back. Bam! 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 On the other end of the plot, we have Nami showing us how to Beyblade with a human body. Around and around it goes. Zoro, however, finally upgrades his patented Zoro technique. He uses it on, he uses it on Mr. One, who is now Mr. Two Halves, let me tell you what. Good times. Uh, anyway, I'm done with this fucking thing. <laughs> Zoro's fight really carried these t- these three episodes. <laughs> it really uh, did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I did really like the Nabi fight. I ain't gonna say I didn't like the Nabi uh... fight. Wow. Fight's a strong word here. She, she, she did a whole lot of spin maneuvers. There were a lot. There was a lot of thinking 
you know, I, I always appreciate a good think in the middle of a battle, but like... It wasn't no Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Well, well hold on, yeah, hold on. I, I mean, it kind of was. She she, she solved uh, Alabasta's rain problem in five minutes. <laughs> That's what I was also going to say. She, like, she just fucking, she spins her shit. Like, we just attach them. We make bigger versions of them, attach them to wind turbines, and we, ha- we tr- you know, once we uh, eventually defeat Crocodile, we just strap them to a fucking pole, and we have them shoot wind at these two turbines, and we have rain for, for literally the rest of existence. Well, you see, it's, it's sort of like a catch-22 here, because she put moisture in the air for this to happen. So we kind of have to drag the entire ocean to Alabasta first before this to be even effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. We can just make like an assembly line from the ocean and, you know, or like a channel, maybe even a river all the way into the capital and all of the major well, that's cities. What we got, uh, that's why we got the old dude digging in. Uh, I mean, does Yuba it really Ford. have to be in the capital for it to work? We could just put it next to the river and just, you know, water our country like, you know, twice a day water the country twice a yeah. day it's like it's like tending to your tomatoes that are growing <laughs> yeah. in the or, or or what they do is they build a really 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 high building and just have like a little slide going down all the way across that alabaster <laughs> so or, we're at or, six or, flags since, now or, or or here's another idea sure. we take our mechazoid robot or robot pluton apparently and we fucking activate it to summit hold the fucking giant pole in the air making it cover the whole country because apparently we have nukes in this planet all right so pluton's not a mech all right that we know I, I, of, you maybe. cannot tell me it's not a mecha bot I mean, I'm, I'm convinced 100% that this is some sort of Gundam, some sort of Ava unit. This is something dumb like that. that or something. <laughs> it's literally just <laughs> like that is where my brain is going, where he's like, give me Pluton. I know it can defeat a whole fucking island. And I'm just it's going the, like, it's what? the weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you literally so see. I, I am convinced it's a giant robot now. <laughs> literally just see a mantis from Halo 4 or whatever just come out of the ground and be like, I, my name's Pluton, nice to meet you. Prepare to be yeah, obliterated. It's also Bumble. It talks like Bumblebee, the Transformer. <laughs> I figure talk like a what, what's a Goofy. You know, oh, yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> what the fuck? Can we come back to Pluton for a second? I want to throw this out there. We were we started with the Nami fight. I want to stick with that for probably only the two more minutes that I'm going to defend it. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to say this one thing. There was a lot of really good dialogue in it from Nami herself that yeah. I just wanted to recognize yes. for the team here. Because especially when she finally started to get her uh, her sea legs, I guess, with her weapon and whatnot, she was taunting that bitch down real hard. Today's forecast calls for pleasant weather with stable humidity and mild winds. However, a high-pressure system will be moving in sometime during the afternoon. That whole fucking thing. That was a really funny moment until she realized she can't walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then she remembers she got a giant gash on her leg and it's like, ooh, that's... She was prancing back and forth until she was like, wait a minute, my leg's broken. Yeah. But then she also decided to kick a fucking spike spike thing. Yeah, dude. That, 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 was that made me wince. That was a cool yeah, part. That was a good that part. Hurt. That was like probably my favorite part of the thing. She was just like, do you have any fucking idea how much pain that that poor girl has been through? I don't. You can send seven spikes through my foot. It'll never compare. <laughs> she, she also goes like, you could take one leg, two leg. Hell, you could take three legs from me and I still won't care. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, Nami. Yeah, wait a minute. What if Nami? What if Nami has uh shit red leg Zeph's other leg? No. <laughs> oh my god! But why? 
I don't know why. She just she stole it. it. She stole she it. Stole <laughs> I can see it. Look, look, look. Think about it. Oh, wait, no, he ate it. Wait, what? <laughs> no, he he got it cut off in the bottom of that ocean. Yeah, he didn't eat All it. All right, anime cannon. Well, right. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hold on now. The, the okay. true cannon. <laughs> the true cannon is he ate it, but I'm okay with the I fact that somebody it. says that she didn't see it. Didn't happen. All right, so let me piece your theory together here. Uh, allegedly, it got cut off by that anchor thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it was preserved from all the saltiness in the water, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some goon was out there spelunking, and he found it, and he said, this is Red's, uh, what's his face? Red Zeph's leg. Red, Red Zeph. Foot Zeph. <laughs> I must store this in this is the treasures. <laughs> so he, he, what he did was he took a pickle jar, put the water in there, all salty, put the leg in there. We've already oh established this God. is some salty-ass water. <laughs> and then he took that jar, put it in the treasure chest. And what what, what kind of people look for treasure chest? Goddamn thieves. And who is Nami? Thieves. It comes together. You see? Right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All this time, back in Kokoyaki... Kokoyashi Village inside of her fucking stash was a treasure chest with Redfoot Zeph's leg the entire time. Pickled pickled leg. (laughs) His decrepit, mummified, pickled leg. Can we make that a one piece? (laughs) (laughs) What, after all this time? <laughs> well, yeah, great greatness doesn't hit me right away. <laughs> art, art takes time. I, I agree. I think that's a one piece, a pickled leg. That is pickled not red foot Zeph's leg. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, it's part of the te- it's part of the one piece. <laughs> Can you the pain in this man's voice. We have the stupidest fucking pile of one pieces. We got a bowl of soup. We got a boomerang. We hey, got man, we haven't had we haven't had one in a leg. while. We have a pair like of glasses. Due. Why can't we have a foot? You're right. Yeah, I'm I'm really the one who's insane here. I don't know why we even ask Red these questions. Red foot <laughs> pickled leg. All right. So so back to important plot points. So, oh, I did I did want to mention something I thought was kind of unique about the Nami fight. Which is, at first, like, when she's, you know, trying to, like, get the heat waves on, she's, like, double-handing, like, blowing into the pipe. But then, like, immediately afterwards, she's like, I'm gonna accelerate this and just, like, fucking, like, baton spin dual wield yeah. to, like, accelerate <laughs> the process. And I was like, why didn't she do that from the beginning? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't realize it yet. She didn't realize the power of what she had in her hands. You know, Usopp's directions just say, blow into it. She goes, alright, I'm gonna trust my buddy Usopp. And boy, does this girl have lungs. You see how many goddamn <laughs> bubbles she got out there with one breath? Holy shit. Is a fucking, is a kindergartner's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the meat of the, the the set of episodes here goddamn zoro fight goddamn zoro fight motherfucking zoro i was just talking with devin uh outside of the cast and in the real world uh yesterday so i i feel like at this point devin devin kind of has he's he's at least semi pro zoro at least out of all of our general characters and i'm like bruh i think you're going like semi i mean i'm full chub zoro yeah <laughs> All right, fine. So we got full full Chub Zoro over here, and I was like, "Bro, I think you're gonna like the next uh, the next set of episodes." So I'm curious, Devin, what did you think of the most recent episode? Uh, I, I liked how they showed a couple new more animations for or not animations like fight like like moves like his little crab thing and the bowl stab one. That's a move we'll never see again. Yeah, never ever. That's a that's a kill, that's a kill move on literally anybody else in this universe, and we will never see that move again. He Wait, how do you know what we see again? Are you kidding me? He he tries to guillotine that man that's a that's a kill move on anybody that isn't made of steel we are never going to see that move again 
Yeah, the, the move is him cutting. Uh, he, him using two swords to sort of do a scissor move where he just tries to cut someone's head off. He, he acts as a crab, like claw. Yeah, essentially. exactly. He he will never use that again. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I immediately wrote that down. I was like, "That's a kill move. We are never going to see that again." And it's kind of a shame because it's dope as shit. But decapitation, uh, not good. But no, like like overall though, like the fight was interesting. Seeing him doing some new stuff, but like what was what kind of threw me through the a loop was kind of the explanation of the rhythm because he gets this new. You know, he he learns how to cut through steel. But it was nice seeing how it was told, where it's like. A true swordsman knows exactly how to cut everything and when not to cut the, anything. And they demonstrate that by him, like, you know, whacking at a tree and not slicing it. And then, you know, slicing through a boulder. And he's like, aha, I found the rhythm. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, what is he, the fucking Flash now? I, I'm, I'm still not sure about that, how it physically works. But anime logic, so yeet. He's he's Lemillion from my, my Hero. He can materialize the sword and make it hard as steel whenever he wants to. Or he can pass it through anything whenever he wants to. <laughs> The funny as that is, I think memes aside, it, it's more of a control thing. He's, he's he's controlled the blade on a deeper level than the initial switch switch stab. That's why I kind of figured it was. It was something. It was more so like that, but it was just a weird analogy to say the rhythm of it. And it's like I, I sort of get it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet here. Let's let's call back to one of your uh, older analyses a few episodes ago, where you said that at some point characters are gonna start getting weird power ups that are related to like what their their uh, their spirit or something was what you said inner chakra. And their willpower, like their chakra. I'm not going to say chakra exists in this universe. To say that that exists in this universe would be a lie. Not in the Naruto sense. Yeah. What what we're experiencing here is kind of like the early onset uh, demonstration for how some characters in this universe are going to start expanding their repertoire and expanding their skill set. And they're kind of trying to spoon feed you the bare basics with an ep- with this particular episode of like so Zoro is now starting to be able to sense his surroundings he's being he's able to sense where the boulders will not fall he's able to sense it kind of makes sense for his you know nat 20s and perception every single time so it would make sense for his wisdom stat to be really fucking high that's what i'm saying so i would i would say that this episode specifically um it's kind of interesting comparing it to how they define this power section later down the line but this is kind of like the early onset introduction to further explanation for how like crazy motherfucking powers exist in this universe and whatnot um and i wouldn't get too hung up specifically on that rhythm definition oh no i'm not hung up on it i i I thought it was just it was just one of those like weird things it was cool seeing how they like described it it was like like narratively like they like they did a little flashback of like you know to his teacher and then they did the like oh i've heard this sound before this is how i knew like this is so weird he, he doesn't even understand it and it's like he's like recognizes that he's so, like he heard the same kind of like rhythm when he was fighting mihawk and you know, like mm-hmm. they, they gave all these examples which was really cool because i'm sitting there thinking like oh like there's actually like consistency to it i guess and at, and at first he thinks it's because he's on the brink of death too yeah it's because it's, it's based on the idea he's on the brink of death and it's like this actually kind of makes sense sort of right and i and i mean it's a shonen trope to have like oh wow they get like their weird fucking ultra instinct abilities when they're close to death as tropey as that is this zoro's the only one that's actually progressively gotten stronger like he motherfucker lifted a house like that that was fucking awesome just seeing like like i'm saying thinking, like if this man could like swing a sword with a million weights on it for like days on a boat of course this bitch could throw a fucking house now now imagine <laughs> Devin. imagine watching that shit as a 12 year old you're just sitting there 
watching Saturday morning cartoons, and then you would see Zoro lift that if shit. If I was twelve years, like if I was like eleven years old, or God knows what, eight years old, watching that scene, just like seeing watching a motherfucker throwing a house at another motherfucker, I'd be losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> As a kid, I'd be like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as an adult, it's, like, it's different, because I'm saying, no, like, that yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense at all, but anime, so this is fucking awesome! It's not too late to start getting that, uh, that Zoro uh, Halloween costume together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I already have one content. No, okay. <laughs> i think the piece de resistance for this too my favorite part was probably as soon as he gives the final strike he does it with one sword right and i think he calls oh, it oh that like, was so cool the lion, the lion strike. strike so you're prepared to die one sword style lion strike atomic strike And he does it with the Wadoichi Monji, which is like his, uh, which is Kuina's sword, shit like that. I'm not saying like I don't vibe with three sword Zoro, but every time I see singles or single sword Zoro fucking do the finishing blow, I get hyped. I don't know what it is. He's Kenpachi out here, dude. Like Kenpachi's out there using one hand for his uh, his sword techniques when he's battling goons. But he's like, I forgot what it's like to use two-handed swords. And immediately when he does it, he's got like 400 times the power. Everybody was like, he never uses two hands because he'd be the most broken per- person in the Bleach universe. Self-nerf. <laughs> so yeah, so he's like, he's always self-nerfed himself because he doesn't want to defeat his enemies in one hit. Alternative, Zoro's the opposite. He always has three so that he can nerf himself so that when he does go to one sword, <laughs> he's suddenly yeah, a Yeah, dude, it's like, uh, you know, like bat- baseball batters. They put the donuts on the bat so it's heavier. So it feels lighter later. But, like, what I liked about, like, the fact how he went to one sword, because it, it kind of, like, made sense for him, because it's, like, one, it's just, you know, it's the first sword that, you know, yeah. his first blade that he's ever had. So it's, you know, that much more of a connection, I guess you could say, to the blade. Two, I mean, just, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it, it was just, everything about it was good. It was well-rounded storytelling. Like, the, the flashback was tasteful. It wasn't some bullshit flashback of here's some bullshit that you've seen two episodes or 30 seconds ago this is literally like an actual legitimate flashback that the whole fight was just good and the animations were unique i don't know if it was as smooth as you know the last episodes i I, you know i didn't pay attention to that i was too enamored by him throwing a fucking house at someone but (laughs) devin Devin must have rewatched that section like four or five times he threw a house dude i really like that they experimented uh, more with the fighting techniques especially zoro because he uh, as sad as it is, Zoro doesn't get a lot of fighting choreography. His uh, he's always he's always gonna get the patented Zoro technique yeah. one one slash stab. We done. saw him do the uh, the bull form, bull bull uh, bull something or other. I forget yeah, exactly the bull what piercer he called it. or something bull like that. Needles, I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. something like that. No, yeah, like when when Zoro fights, it slaps every single time, and and, and that's what's like, what I think like a lot of people like about him is that he doesn't fight all the time. It's it's not that like you know like dramatic when he does fight, but when he like really like fights like an actual like character like a like an evil goon or something like that it slaps hard every time this is a note for all of uh any listeners who are omega late watchers who are currently caught up with the series i think uh there's an animator you know the the really good animator that does cool shit for my hero the one who animated that whole like deku and uh midoriya fight in the in the games or whatever that's the same person 
I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. De- no, no, sorry. No, no, Deku and uh, and no, no, Deku and uh, red, red, white hair, red, red, white hair. Oh, What's Todoroki. Todoroki. Sorry, you're Before right. Before you finish, I'd like to roast you by saying, watch this cool fight on the internet. It's uh, it's Goku and Kakarot going at it. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm a moron. All right, Todoroki and Deku fighting. Or Kirito the- versus the Black Swordsman. Naruto and Boruto's dad. God damn it, let me fucking finish the thought. Alright. Between Todoroki and Deku. They do a fight. It's really fucking sweet. I love rewatching that episode in particular almost all the fucking time. And uh, I think he animated a really, really good one off fight scene that happened in the manga that honestly, I mean I'm not gonna say it was like like a forgettable was that him? like Yeah, dude. I didn't know that was him. His name is uh Yuraka Nakamura. I believe. I, I don't so, know yeah. how to pronounce it, but it is... I could be dead wrong that it's... But I'm pretty sure at least that guy did do at least one of the three major big sequences that's happened in the anime recently with some of our major characters and mm, some good fluid shit recently. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those he's one of those types that draws most of it himself because he understands what he's going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up his stuff, people. That, that, that's pretty good. If like, there's been a cool fight in anime, it's, it's probably him sometimes, most times. Do we want to talk more about the Pluton thing? I do. And the Poneglyph? Poneglyph. The Poneglyph. Yeah, the Rosetta Stone called it. Okay, so now you know the Poneglyph. You understand Crocodile's looking for the Pluton. What do you genuinely believe the Pluton is? And why is it called Pluton? It's a Gundam. (laughs) You're going to go all in on Gundam. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) I have no basis of what it could possibly be. Other than the shit that I've already theorycrafted before. Now, Devin, (laughs) I'm not going to say you're right, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. I I can't really say he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it could be physically anything. Like whatever this dude wants to throw it out to be, it could be. Little, I can't predict it. Now I'm just sitting there thinking, like it's clearly a physical weapon. So I'm sitting there thinking, like what can destroy an island? Gundams. He basically wants a <laughs> he wants a mini Death Star or whatever it's called. Here here's a really good one. What if what if the Poneglyph and the Pluton are one in the same? Once you press. But that's the what I mean, glyph? like, he presses the right glyph order from, like, fucking solving, like, a child's, <laughs> cl- you know, puzzle, and all of a sudden he's like, da 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 he's in a fucking giant titan! I don't fucking you know! The, you hear the new call, uh, call of Duty sound effects start going off to the... <laughs> you literally hear the voice go, tactical nuke inbound! <laughs> Alright, we're, we're stuck on this Pluton thing. Let, let's move over to, uh... That that boy and his doggy powers, Chaka. Yeah, Chaka, dude. How many times is he going to die? Okay, so Chaka's episode um was predominantly filler, I believe. You mean those like four guards that died in fifteen seconds? They weren't they weren't canon? You could have fooled me. I <laughs> might be lying, but I want to say those dumbasses were filler. So, like, the Chaka, like, f- uh, initially fighting Crocodile and being like, yeah, I'm gonna d- d- hurt you for dishonoring my family or whatever. You killed my family! According to the master list, it's not filler. Really? Yeah. Th- that's. I don't know. You read the manga, didn't you? Wouldn't you know those guys are I did are read filler? the manga. I did read the manga. You're our local expert, bro. Bruh, this is like such a one-off sequence, and I couldn't help but feel like... You mean you're not going back rereading the chapters that are involved in our anime episodes? <laughs> Listen, I'm a self-proclaimed expert, alright? I don't have any metrics of success other than my own volitions. I get to decide what's considered an expert-level quality. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, he knows more than me. He's an expert. <laughs> 
the scene with the claw people, the goons who came in randomly, I'm just not even going to name them because they're just that <laughs> insignificant. <laughs> they are so, so stupid. They're just four, like four or five random goons that are knockoff, like, Royal Guard elites. Kind of what they're supposed to. I mean, they're a group of soldiers who are known. They have a name for themselves. They're like the kicking claw group or something. They come in uh, proclaiming to kill Crocodile and they drank some sort of potion that gives them numerous strength but also kills them. And then what's it called? They they attack them once, they miss, and then they die. Immediately. <laughs> it really was stupid. It was pretty bad. Maybe if they got a couple bad. minutes to do something like a, like a, let's say chopper rumble ball or something like that. But these dudes, they just die. They just die. They're, they serve only as a vehicle to finally give us Chaka's fucking devil fruit power. Because then he gets angry and he transforms that his beloved pupils or whoever the hell these guys were are dead now. Brendan, Brendan, if you could like look into that for the manga and see if that was in there. I want to know if that was in there because Jesus. All right, I'll, I'll double check. I, I wanted to believe just from like seeing it that that did not happen just from the ju- the juxtaposition alone was so fucking random because it really served no purpose because at the end of the day chaka well, hold tried on to- there was a purpose and i i found it so when they first break through the door because they're the only goons that apparently can open an unlocked door um you know we have a uh, miss robin's hands all sticking out and everything right uh-huh so we see like they slash at the door and miss robin's hands retract and i noticed something that her hand was bleeding when she was you know when they finally got in so I'm sort of thinking like, oh, that's her weakness is that sure you could damage or she can, you know, take advantage of make- making her hands flower anywhere. However, any damage that happens to those hands happens to her kind of like Eno's, you know, from Naruto's ability. And so it's like, I'm like, oh, well, that's a neat little taste. And then they go fucking dying. And I'm like, well, that was fucking pointless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you but that. But at least it was that. sprinkled in that little bit of information for us as the viewers. But I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. So on to a bigger meme here. They did my boy Koza shit again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. How many bullet holes can this guy take? I don't believe he's dead. It's weird. You you think you think at some point somebody would notice that like a bunch of them have the same tattoo in the same place and question like what? Well, I wonder what I wonder what this is. This what the kids are doing these days? Well, I wonder what 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 what's a baroque works? Hmm. Man, you know the first time they shot Koza, it was a really really powerful scene. You know, goddamn people were behind him. Then the city was destroyed. This time, I just laughed, dude. I could not hold back the laughter. We already knew who's going to be a martyr, but we didn't know this dude was going to be a double martyr. Martyr to electric boogaloo. He got shot again. Fool me once. Shame on me. If you're in the Royal Army and every single one of you is fucking holding a white flag... And all of a sudden you see, you know, Doug from accounting pull up a fucking 12 gauge and then blast the dude. You would think that the Royal Army dude would have been like, hey, yo, stop. Like, we're supposed to be surrendering, not blasting the No, you the see, enemy you're leader. assuming this man isn't the quickest draw in the East, all right? He could have, like, he could have, like, cleaned East with that thing going around. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Still. <laughs> fucking facts. Do we got anything else? Uh, next week's 121 to 123. We're just going to keep doing three episodes, guys. What's your quotes? Um, I have, I have a few quotes. One's already been, didn't been said really. It's just Nami's, uh, Nami's weather, weather woman spiel. 
my uh my second one is <laughs> my next two are are the before and after essentially of Zoro's fight. The before is Zoro Babe Ruthing his call, his his shot, his his home run going I'm not capable of cutting steel yet, so I guess there's only one thing left to do. And what's that, swordsman? I'm going to learn how to cut it right here and now. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the end when lo and behold, Zoro cuts steel. Uh, Mr. One, on his way down, goes, what will you cut next? Diamond? <laughs> and Zoro goes, that would be a waste. <laughs> <laughs> so badass, dude. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Is that is that you? That's all me. All right. Well, I'm going to start off. I got a lot coming out of the Zoro one. I'll start with, uh, if, if it hasn't already been listed in the cast, I did like that little flashback sequence with the uh, with his old teacher who goes into his spiel about, you know, Listen, Zoro, this is an important lesson for you to learn. There are swordsmen out there who are capable of cutting nothing. However, these same swordsmen can also cut anything, and that includes steel using the same sword. And, uh, you know, trying to give Zoro, like, his little you know, wisdom on how to become the next best thing since sliced fucking bread, I guess. Did, so, so with that, just a quick question. Does this teacher know how to cut fucking steel? Maybe. Maybe. He certainly knows the secret about it, but can he do it? We've never shown his true powers and how well he does. This isn't even his final form. I'm going to assume he's as strong as Zoro is now, but maybe not stronger than he is after that. Okay, so he doesn't go any further. I'd say that might be pretty fair. Um, and at one point, um, Zoro calls out Mr. One, uh, after he puts the blades on his arms and starts spinning them around and he specifically calls him an excavator. And <laughs> as soon as, after he does, and Mr. One attacks, he's like, however, I don't like being called an excavator, but I'm going to be digging out your organs. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> does he say that in the dub? Yeah, he does. Oh, he doesn't say anything like that in sub. Yeah, he just says every. I'm not an excavator because I destroy everything. Yeah, that's what he says in a. I, like a I, I rip and tear things to pieces. Some of that effect. I also have Chaka's little proclamation right before he gets you know fucking crocodiled. Uh, he 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 stops him for a half a second and then Koza gets his little flashback scene. But it was pretty hype when uh, he reintroduces himself in that situation as I am Alabaster. I am. Alabaster's guardian deity, destroyer of all who threaten the royal family. I am the Jackal! And then <laughs> Crocodile immediately retorts back, some call that brave, I call it stupid. <laughs> and that was it. That's what I got. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to this golden hand, because I, I'm having a hard time deciding who to give it all to. Alright, I want to uh, put a note to this golden hand. So I actually, I'm not going to say I have three hands, but I am torn between three i feel like every single episode was so uh separate and isolated from each other i would put nami for first zoro for second and dare i say chaka for third but he's the weakest of the three i will admit um but those are my laying outs and i would almost even want to say if we go to the debate section we could debate the three of them unless we don't want to include that in our hand no debates are usually for meme the meme right, golden names enough. No, no, no real contenders can ever be part of the debate one. I, I'm torn between Nami and uh, Zoro. Honestly, Chaka is not even a thought for me. I was gonna give it to Zoro's master. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro's master for the mid-fight I mean, that's, teaching. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, actually, that's pretty solid. That was a pretty. That was a really nice moment. 
and it did help Zoro, you know, 20 years later expand upon his abilities. I want to give it to Zoro specifically because it'll be a really nice picture to get. <laughs> that's why you respect you mean respect. You, you mean you don't that's want fair. the the picture to use the picture of the master and young zoro staring at each other for 20 seconds during that part <laughs> that awkward staring for like of silence <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be the strongest swordsman master's like oh, fuck you didn't me. even listen to anything i said <laughs> no i would give it to the master on another occasion but i feel like zoro Zoro's was a better one here yeah i i, I feel zoro. yeah i would just say zoro he takes a beating, man. Like, he takes a real beating. Motherfucker throws a house. <laughs> We're back to this. My bad. Not a house. An apartment complex. Because <laughs> there's like four stories to that bitch. I think the most badass part about this Zoro thing was like when he's about to get hit in the back, he goes, no, 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 no. Hit me in the front, guy. I can't show him my back. A swordsman never uh, slashes on the back of a swordsman are a big disrespect or whatever that line was. Yeah, he had that flashback of Mihawk go through his head and he's like, nope. Um, so, now that we've done the ham, I also want to point out, I did do it at the very beginning of the cast, uh, there was a Pandaman, by the way. There was? There was. Don't think I forgot, listeners. Oh, did I miss? You no. all are idiots. I am smart. You are dumb. <laughs> I, am, I am crinkly. Uh, it was at the very beginning of episode 120. Like, literally at the very start, he was amidst, like, some of the fucking goons in one of the the things i think like overlooking the the stairwell i forgot to look after like three crowds and i was like ah eh, fuck it i've already lost all right well fair enough i just wanted to point if I that see out him, i see him we did I don't. we got through the whole cast i waited for i gave everyone their chance i, I pointed it out yeah <laughs> i'm proud of you brendan i'm proud of me too good job me all right magic conch time we got we got assigned debates out of here uh very hard pick the cons didn't bless me today. I was hoping we get a Miss Valentine, but <laughs> I mean that would be easy though. That'd be a group Valentine award. Would that would that be a double figure? That would be, that would be no. It would be the Claw Kick Gang or whatever the fuck their name was. Oh right. See, I already forgot. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. The Miss Valentine Award, the where we uh, do our most hated character instead of our favorite character. I guess we just did it, didn't we? Sure. <laughs> well, no, I want to do the debates. We haven't done the debates yet. No, we'll do the debates. We just coincidentally did the other one, too. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely give the Claw Force <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> the Miss Valentine Award. Yeah, that's easy. Kicking, easy peasy. Oh, that's, a, that's what it was. It was the Kicking Claw Force, right? Yeah. Winners of the Miss Valentine Award, Mr. Three. Christ. And the Kicking Claw Clan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. I couldn't figure out a good debate to go here, so I'm gonna give you guys two meme answers. Devin, you get uh, you get Miss Doublefinger. That's the the strut strut. Yeah, the strut lady. I gotta defend that. Yeah, you gotta defend that. You're you're pro strut. So Brendan, hear me out now. Yes. You get you get the guy who shot Koza. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna give me the dude who shot Koza. I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do I go off on this? This is this is golden ham, right? This is this is alleged golden ham. I think this is the meme ham. We should come up with a different name for this. <laughs> oh, you mean like the the fake the fake award we're giving them? Let's call it the vegetable, the du- the the angel's vegetable. Nah, the rotten broccoli. To- okay, rotten, rotten broccoli. The the copper broccoli. <laughs> How about <laughs> the copper broccoli? No, we got golden ham or brass chicken. <laughs> Brass chicken. <laughs> the brass chicken. I like it. The brass chicken award. All right. I can the dig brass it. brass chicken. <laughs> yummy, yummy. This is the brass chicken debate. <laughs> Have at it, kids. Who wants to go first? Uh, Miss Doublefinger. Thick, pointy tits, strong, and actual screen time. Mm-hmm. 
What do you got there, number two? Sorry, pardon me. Um, is this thing on? Okay. Um, I want everyone here to join me on a journey for a moment. So we have had the gracious pleasure of being in the presence of an absolute legend and a master in his craft. Uh, and his name is Baroque's guy number six. Through this particular gentleman's action, Baroque's agent number six, he single-handedly has made sure that Crocodile's plan can stay on track. So I plead with the jury here. Uh, and this is also a, a, a wonderful father, uh, uh, a parent to mm -hmm. four children. All I'm saying is that this man deserves the, the Brass Chicken Award because, and hear me out here, he is simply a legend. I would like to rebuttal with um, a simple quote from the last time we did this uh, award: "Waifu material." I was gonna be, I'm, I was gonna be Team Double Finger just because I didn't care for the whole story. You know, the arc where he suddenly had a family kind of threw me off in the back half. I wasn't with it, and now you're out here with this uh, this lame waifu uh, excuse, which coming from you two, I wasn't the one from who you made two, it. You used that as your argument incorrect, last time. Incorrect. Brendan used it against me, and I hated it at the time, and I hate it now. I was the whole time I was gonna go. Brendan, there's a nice little speech, but I'm gonna give it to the strut. But nope, you you killed it. I was gonna say next after that third rebuttal, <laughs> strut. You threw it away. Your chance gone. Peace. I'm gonna go with Baroque Sky. Baroque Sky gives <laughs> it for here. <laughs> It's always fucking I rigged. To, I hate to give Brendan <laughs> a second rigged. win on this, but this is rigged. I say rigged. You should have let him dig his own grave. You threw you threw him a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the ladder from the yeah. depths of the, of, the, of the abyss to get out of this stupid stupid hole he dug was, for himself. I, I almost made it down to Waffle, and you you got me out. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Sure, breast chicken. I don't care. <laughs> Winner of the Brass Chicken Award goes to uh, the guy who shot Koza. The guy who <laughs> shot Koza. <laughs> I knew you were going to give me that fucking dude. Like, I, at first I wanted to call it, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let him go. I, I, I had a sixth sense. I'm sort of fucking God. Shit. I'm sorry. He knows me too well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Well, that's it. Devin, you can do your spiel. Follow us on Twitter at Panda Sightings. We also have an Instagram and an email. Next week, we get a reset on the grab bag, so we, we get fresh segments. We can do haikus again, maybe. I don't want to watch volleyball. Let's go to bed. You can go to bed. All right, Johnnies, I'm going to tuck you into bed real quick. Uh, no, no, there's upon one a Johnny. Time. No, no, there's one Johnny. Don't you dare disgrace our man. I thought like they were this. all Johnnies. No, it's just the one guy. No, he's Get Johnny. in the fucking bed, Johnny! <laughs> The rest of them are Yosukus. I ain't gonna say it again! No, you can't have water! You said the rest of them are Yosukus? <laughs> yeah, the rest of them are Yosukus. Yeah, yeah. Yosuku, get the fuck in the basement where you belong! <laughs> no, your place, trash. <laughs> <laughs> the bed is only fit for Johnny. <laughs> it only fits one child. All the Yosukus have to sleep in the basement with the cobwebs. God damn it. I told I told Jordy to stop dividing our family up, and now you're doing it too. You, what? You did it. You just did it right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> Your Honor, they were robbing the bank. It just, I just happened to have the mask. Just, you know, I just happened to have the mask. I wasn't planning on robbing a bank today, but, you know, COVID, I got the mask. I got the mask in my purse, so, you know, I just, I went with it. I'm fucking crying. And you know what? Stupid. I regret nothing. 
It was me, Crocodile. Forever and always. It was me. I did it. Five seasons in a movie. No, we already did that joke already. (laughs) All right, I'm done. It's six seasons in a movie, you fucking idiots. (laughs) 